0: Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington, Jr. Today, Philip talks about the history of currencies. Here's Philip.
1: All right, we are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple, and today is Friday, May 19th, and uh, I think we're officially in summertime. Not officially from a date date standpoint, but from a heat standpoint, uh, it's basically summertime. Uh, so, you know, uh, I appreciate the summer, uh, I enjoy the spring more, but hey it's better than winter so let's 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 take let's talk today about uh the history of currencies because it's really important right i think i think we don't i think i feel like or i feel like i've talked about currencies a lot lately uh, i want to talk more about currencies because currencies at the fundamental level are what investing is all about we, t- we tend to think about investing as only stocks, bonds, real estate, uh, or crypto or commodities uh, optioned as like, these, as like these different forms of currencies, but at the core, they're all just currencies, right? Currencies are a combination of store of value and exchange of value at the core, and um, the the currency represents or is a symbol of the financial system. And so if you're if 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 you're thinking about being an investor, you want to build your house on a solid foundation uh, versus on sand, right? So like I give an example. I, mean, I guess like it was an example. like if you build a house and you have a terrible foundation, uh, if something you know happens, uh, that's off uh you're you're, you're gonna fill it so same with currency so we'll get into that but I want to go into the history of currency to bring it to the, today and car, and you know weave that into the debt ceiling and, and how to invest so currency has been used for and and I looked this up and one of my one of my like guilty pleasures it happens on accident but it's just so super fun because I'm I'm a big fan of saying there is no such thing as facts facts are just agreed upon perspectives, because as time changes, like 100% of the facts that that were called facts changes, right? Facts of how we heal people, facts of what's good financially, right? Facts of marriage, parenting, all those facts change. Principles don't change, but I just mean facts, right? Facts are just expressions of principles. So I'm saying that to say, when you go into artificial intelligence and people were using these AI chat box, it's important. Uh, it's important to understand that facts are not truth, right? Facts are just facts. Facts are the perspectives f- that these artificial intelligence are pulling from the internet. And then you have to uh, understand that to find the principle, which is what you're looking for. And so I was looking, so, uh, so I looked through ch- chat GPT and I was like, Hey, you know, what's the currency of, you know, what's the, you know, what's the history of currencies? And it said, uh, currencies have been used for thousands of years as a means of exchange, facilitating trade and commerce. And then it said the first coins, the first coins were developed in ancient civilizations such as China, India, Greece, around 600 uh, BCE, right? Which, which I'm just realizing BCE is now before common area era. They use CE and BCE. So common era uh, to be more inclusive, which was, you know, I can rock with that, um, and then it said the first paper money was used in China during the Tang Dynasty uh, in 618 six eighteen to six the through nine hundred seven uh, C E. And so then I was like, I was like, okay, that's interesting. Uh, they basically are saying that uh, you know the East had the first currencies, China, uh, Asia, that area. And so I so then I asked, I say, well, there, I say, were there civilizations before you know China? That had coins, and they were like, and it came back and said, Uh, yeah, currencies were used in Mesopotamia, one of the earliest civilizations in the world. Um, and then I said, or well, were there were, were there some before Mesopotamia? And then it was like, Yeah, like there was some Sumerian civilization, and uh then talks about the 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 old kingdom of Egypt, which which each every time I asked it, it would pull up further and further civilizations uh that were. That we're using either coins and or um, some sort of barter system, where uh, cattle or beads or something represented currency, and so my my point is, currency has been around since humans have been trading, right? So there, so so where's the beginning of currency? Like nobody knows, right? It comes down to our ability to uh, find more and more uh, evidence of the fact of the truth that currency has been around. currency is interlinked with. Uh, humanity right it's a it's a it's a way for us to exchange value between each other physically um in the world that we that we live in and so sometimes it was coins sometimes it was beads sometimes it was ledgers right ledgers that were uh, you owe, you know you owe this i owe this uh a credit-based system um it evolved into paper money but one of the one of the themes that um that are of the recent history or recent time period is that uh, the centralization of money, because, you know, a- around the European empire, uh, which is the current kind of construct that we live in. Um, th- th- and this happened recurrently in all the empires. I'm just focusing on this one um, because people can follow me better. Cause you can look at the, these are more recent facts in your mind, but uh, governments begin to say, oh, okay, we got this, we need to conquer this territory. And we gotta pay and feed all these people. And we're out of, you know, we're out of gold, right? Whatever they were they, they, yeah, they were using we're out of gold. They were using coins at the time. And they were like, well man, how do we how do we pay for these wars to you know for all this foolery that we're uh uh trying to do? Well, we can just like there's this new invention called Paper Money. We got to take a, take a printing press and print money, and then we could pay the people. And if they believe in it, we can spend it. So that's when you had the beginning of fiat currencies uh, to finance wars and expansion. Like one hundred percent of the time, it was to finance wars and expansion. Um, um, and so it was just a way to, for a, a lack a better word, because uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it a different way. If if you if if you left the system to be untampered with, right, then, then natural market forces will find the price for um, the things that you trade with, the money, which is the reason why coins work, because it was a limited supply, uh, and you had high production costs to limit just making new money versus like a printing press where you can push a button and print more. It was easy to create more. So So those constraints allowed the balance of money and goods and service to stay relatively unchecked, which means you basically didn't have inflation. Um, If you had technical innovation, then you had deflation, but you didn't have a lot of prices going up for a long time, like for most of history, until we invented paper money. So then we invented paper money, and then they were able to flood the market with fake money, monopoly money, basically, you know, for all this is monopoly money with the government military behind it. Uh, And so um, and so once you did that, then you begin to have the price rising for the people using the currency that was flooded. So so if you were if you were close to power. Right. Then you would take that currency and you would buy land. Right. That's where we got the Lord system and all that kind of stuff. Um, and not that you didn't buy land before, right? you but I'm just saying like your proximity to power dictated whether you can participate in the superior currency versus the currency that was being devalued, right. And so then um, and so right. So then you transfer to America and an early big fight, if you want to study American history, early big fight in America was them not one of the central banks. I forget who it was, was it was Jackson or Jefferson, but one of them like defeated the first central bank. Uh, and then it came back and one because they had seen what it done what it had done in uh, the UK before and so You know, whatever like and, and I'm giving you history and facts. I'm not even I'm not making a judgment call on uh, on This whole situation because we live in a whole new world We can choose which currency like we have lots more currency options once you understand how things work and so um, so we got the central banks, right? And when you get a central bank, now you got, the, again, the monopoly for the government to be able to print uh, money when they're in financial trouble, uh, and dev- and it devalues the money of people in that system. So if it's, if it's dollars being printed more of, or Argentine pesos, or Mexican pesos, or the Japanese yen, right, when they create more of it, whether it be the printing, whether it be some... Uh, you know, quantitative easing—whatever term they want to call it—money printing is money printing, right? Like, there's fancy names for it to make it seem like not what it is, but you know, like if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's a duck. And uh, and, and and there's noble reasons for why they do it, right? So again, no judgment call. Um, I, they believe they're doing what's best for the overall system. I do believe that, but I'm but but the net result is when more money is created. If you're not receiving the new money created, uh, and you're not converting that new money created into a currency that's not being depreciated uh, relative to that currency, then you you lose purchasing power. So, meaning, if you earn dollars, if you're a worker that earns dollars, and your pay increase is not rising at the money printing rate, you're going to feel poor. If you have money in savings, and the, and the savings account is paying you four percent, but in you know, inflation, which is a representation of, and it's a, it's not even an accurate representation, but it's some representation of what the money printer rate is. The money printer rate is almost never the inflation rate because it depends on how you spend your money, where you live, a bunch of other different factors, right? Um, uh, that so there's no like there's no set inflation rate for everybody, which is another per- misperception. But like in today, people are saying, "Oh, I get four percent in my savings account." I'm like, "Yeah, but inflation's at eight, nine, ten percent, like stated." Not not they so you're like losing purchasing power. Like you, the money's in the account, but you're actually like losing like value. It just doesn't seem that way because you're looking at monopoly money, right? If it, you know what I mean. Like so, so you want to look at like if you want to know what the real value of your real wealth or money is, it's um, is it growing over and and you and you have to pick a long enough time frame. Right. Uh um, to to before you make moves, because at any given moment in the short term, it's gonna be off. But I just mean if you if you've sat money in a savings account for five, six, seven years and it's earned four percent and inflation's been at ten percent, you lost purchasing power. If you placed it somewhere and it's earned uh twenty percent. And inflation has been ten percent. Then you've gained purchasing power. If it's ten percent and ten percent, you broke even. You didn't. You didn't have any of your wealth destroyed. Same with your income, right? You want to track your income that way. Um, and, and so, so peop, now people are beginning to realize. Oh, this is why you see all these wealthy athletes and people starting to get paid in Bitcoin, right? Because their advisors are saying, their advisors know what everybody in money understands. Like, like people and money understands that the economic system needs a blood transfusion because the blood is bad the money is bad and we need to and so so in so the system is going to do what it's going to do and we can't control that but individually you can say all right i'm going to like change the i'm going to change the blood transfusion of my own system my own finance system like i'm going to i'm going to carry dollars but only the amount necessary if I if I if I if I'm saving money to get more dollars in the future, now I got to figure out which vehicle I'm going to put it in, right? So I can buy I can buy if I think the money printing rate to fix the debt problems are going to be 15%, that means if I buy a company that is operating in dollars, then I need to find a company that is growing their dollars or grow, it's growing at a higher rate than 15%. Okay, what are those companies? Well, those companies that are companies that are sucking everything into the future. Right? So those are the technology companies, the innovation sector, right? Those are the companies where you look at their revenue, earnings, growth rate that are growing at that rate and have a pretty strong hold in a market that you can realistically project that out into the future and say they're going to maintain this dominance, right? It also comes to assets that can't be manipulated. So real estate, right? Specifically, when you look at real estate, you got to look at the political environment. So that's why Texas is so attractive because um, Texas is open for business. You know, Texas has other problems socially, but I just mean from an economic standpoint, Texas is open for business. They're not doing foolery <laughs> like, you know, I'm not going to pick out any, uh, any, any coast uh, states. That's like near a big body of water that's fighting uh, with Mickey Mouse. Uh, uh, yeah, So um, um, I guess like, I guess California and New York is too' it's like man, it's like all the big states are just fighting, you know, Texas is like, hey, businesses, we're open for business. So hey, everybody, bring your business to Texas. Um, uh, but um, where, where, where did I digress? So that's what you want to look at in real estate, right? And and then you also want to think about from uh, that's where Bitcoin comes in because now the 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 power of Bitcoin is Bitcoin fixes the energy problem, which is another podcast will do. Um, Energy is huge, right? And 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 you got to put yourself in the mindset of somebody who is wealthy because they don't wealthy people do not play in the same rules that you that that us mere mortals play in, right? It's like like if I got a billion dollars. A, the government wants it. And they go <laughs> you know, uh B, um uh if I'm so powerful they fear me, the government. Uh C, uh I have so much money, like thinking about keeping my money in banks is like that's they're like they're not worried about the FDIC insurance limit because that 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 stopped mattering a long time ago. And so then it becomes all right. Where do I store all? I mean, I got to put something in real estate. Got to put something in companies. But like extra cat, like extra money. Where do I put it? I mean, and gold is an option. But then, but then the question comes. Well, like if I want to change locations because this government is acting crazy, which is what they do, right? The rich people came to America, you know. Uh, and and so and so now they're they're, they're probably not going to China. Because they're more effective there, but it's like, hey, I want to take my everything is moving to cyberspace. So it's like, all right, if everything's moving to cyberspace, how do I take my net worth cyberspace? Well, you need a decentralized currency that's not controlled by anybody that is like Switzerland that you can move money to, and you can get to your money with the internet anywhere, anywhere, anywhere in the world. And so you're so like, and if so, if you need to flee the location and go somewhere else, uh, like it's super easy. Well, that's Bitcoin. That's literally what Bitcoin is, and so, um, and so you so it, so you look at it and you see all the banks and all the financial institutions that are having Bitcoin and crypto shops. Like they all have it, even the ones talking trash. They all have it because they understand what their clients are. I think people have the illusion that politicians run the country. No, uh, the people run the country because the people have problems. They think of. They ask the question, entrepreneurs create the solution, right? Then the people in the middle that, that's made money on the old system kind of resist it. But eventually money follows the solution to the new generation's problem because money knows the old generation will die, right? And I'm talking about, like money, not in people, like money and energy, right? So I'm just saying like money, you know, money will attract the necessary cooperation of those in power if they want to stay in power. That's just how it works. Uh, and that's not a I'm not even saying that as a a negative thing I'm saying like that is the evolution of life right life progresses and those in the middle eventually either die or get on board because like if they didn't then humanity would go backwards and we have never gone backwards so we're not going backwards in the future so I hope this helps until next week y'all enjoy your rest of your week